You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Writing Momentum Podcast. We are so glad you're here. And I am here. I'm Gina Maselli, and I'm here with my husband, Christopher Maselli, hey, hey. also with our good friend, Renee Getteridge. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> We're just recording podcasts. It's fun. I yeah. know. We're pretty excited about this because we are coming to you from Northern Arizona, but we are joining with our good friend, Renee, and she is in Oklahoma city. So it's kind of cool. We're working out some of the kinks with the, um, with the technology. Oh yeah. We're we're, we're technologically savvy by now. We've done a couple of these. I'm telling you, (laughs) it's kind of cool that it's, that it's coming together because there was a time when we would have thought, man, we got to we got to fly to Oklahoma city or we got to fly Renee and her husband out here. And then we just got to sit down and just, you know, grind it out. But <laughs> now we're all just doing it from our home bases and home offices. So, well, we got a We got a cool topic here too, because today we're talking about how each of us makes time to write. Okay. Now, so just to give you some background in episode nine, if you haven't listened to that, it's a really good episode. In fact, Episode nine is our number one episode as far as viewer listens goes, because people want to know how to make time to write. And in that episode, several listeners wrote to us and told us how they make time to write. And we shared those. And so we thought, you know, we never really talked about how we make time to write. And so uh, today, me and Gina and Renee, we're going to each share how we make time to write in our busy, busy schedules, because we all got we got all kinds of stuff going on, don't we? Crazy stuff going on. Well, and I think that might be a good thing for us just to quickly share is, is why is this such a big deal? So Renee, what do you, what do you think? What, what, how do you make time to write? And (laughs) why is that kind of a, why is that something that you have to make an effort to do? Yeah. You know what I want to know first? Here's what I want to know. Is your life actually busy? Because I think there's this idea that if we are writers and we have time to actually sit and write novels and that sort of thing, that we must not be too busy because we have all this time to sit down and write really big and thick books, right? So give us a window into your life. Is it actually that busy? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am in the busiest season of my entire life. Uh, so I won't go into all the details of my life, but I have, uh, all of a sudden in the last six months become caretakers for both of my parents. And so, uh, I also have two college age kids. Um, I'm active in church. Uh, I have doctor's appointments. I mean, I could go on, but, uh, no, I, I can't sit around and just decide when I want to write. I have to be extremely intentional. Aren't, aren't, aren't you ready to retire so that we can just sit around and think about nothing but writing, even though I, t- I talk to retired people and they say, that's not the way it is. They're they still say it's the busiest busy. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the busiest time of their lives is when they retire. Yeah. Uh, but you do dream about a less busy time. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I dream about it. <laughs> and I think it's, there's this um, romantic view of the writer sitting in this log cabin in the middle right. of a pristine mountain, whatever, sitting there just 
waking up and, you know, letting the inspiration hit us and wash over us, you know, and that's not ever been my reality. (laughs) Has it been yours? Never well, we, been my reality. We also we we have three teenagers right now. We've got one who's been in track, one who is nightly doing drama. She's in a local play of Gilligan's Island, and so we're constantly in the car doing traffic stuff. We still Gina homeschools our kids, and so she's got that on top of uh, her writing. We also have a lot of freelance clients, right? So because we we are full time freelance writers, so we're working for those clients in addition to doing our own stuff. And so, yeah, it's like life is crazy busy. In addition to church uh, commitments, in addition to social commitments, social commitments. Yeah. It's so y'all have a social life. (laughs) We didn't say that. We said we have social commitments, right? I I haven't made it that far yet, but we overlap them. You know, we, we probably consider the church commitments and the social commitments kind of go hand in hand. So yeah, you know, you kind of, those things hopefully overlap. So it's double duty. (laughs) Okay. So, so now that we've established that we are all crazy busy with just regular life stuff, just like anyone listening, I'm sure. Uh, Renee, how do you find time to write? Well, okay, so let like, me- t- Take me through a day in the life. A day in the life. So the so full disclosure is I am a full-time writer. I'm paid to be a full-time writer. I work from eight to five for the skit guys. Um, typically, uh, we have flex schedules, but uh, I, I have to be <clears throat> very intentional with how I use my creative energy. And um, where where I put it and how and at what times. So um, typically I do my administrative work in the afternoons when I'm most tired. Uh, so I'll do emails and those sorts of things, filing. I hate filing, uh, but <laughs> I will do that. And um, then in the morning, the morning times are reserved for my creative work. And I've done that for um, a good portion of my writing career. When my kids were little, it was so frantic. Uh, my my writing time was so frantic. I can't tell you. I mean, I was writing at 1 a.m., waiting for the 3 a.m. feedings. I mean, I've been writing as long as I've had children. My first book was published when my son was five weeks old. So I've that's been the life for me. Um, but the intentionality is what matters. Um, and I schedule in my writing for my projects that I do on the side that aren't part of my skit guys work. Uh, I often work on the weekends. I get up on a Saturday morning and work. Um, and sometimes I work on Sundays as well. Uh, those are fun projects for me. And so they don't feel like work. Uh, but, uh, I do, you know, I do try to do the things like silence my phone, um, turn off my email for a little while, try to get those good 45 minute stretches of time where I'm not interrupted. Uh, but it's hard. I mean, the numbers of distractions that can just fly through your house is unbelievable. Um, it can come in the form of suddenly you're, dryer is making a weird noise your dog is puking on the carpet I mean it's just you have to just find the time and be intentional about it and make up time that you've lost uh 
which is when you're a professional writer, that's an absolute must. You know, if you lose a day because your kid's sick or whatever, you can't just be like, well, okay, I guess, you know, it'll all work out. It won't work out. You have to make the time for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what time do you work, wake up in the morning and, and get, you know, I should say, what time do you get to writing in the morning? Are you an um, early riser or, or just kind of a normal day? It's just a normal day. I'm very, um, so I, on, if you're familiar with Enneagram, I'm a five on the Enneagram. So that means that time is my most precious commodity. So, I mean, it, it, it hits five and I pretty much shut it down. So mm -hmm. if I don't get my work done, you know, then uh, it's, that's all me. Uh, so that's why I'm very driven from eight to five uh, to get, you know, to get everything done. So what I tell people, you know, they'll say, well, I, you know, lucky for you, I, I have an eight to five job. I'm doing this on the side. Well, the intentionality is what matters. So if you're writing on Saturday mornings, it, you have to be so intentional in those two hours um, in fact, you can get more done in two hours of intentionality than you can in an eight to five day of just kind of throwing it out there and hoping it works out for the best. Um, two hours. Oh, you can get so much writing down in two hours. It's unbelievable. Well, and I've, I, Chris and I have definitely found that deadlines, whether it's a deadline that you place on yourself, where you, like you said, I've got two hours, I got to get this done, or whether it's a client that gives you a deadline, it's amazing how much of a motivator that is for getting things done. So definitely I would, I would second that two hours of uninterrupted time, uninterrupted time that you just know, I got to make this count. will just, it's amazing what you can get written. I, I also like having those hard stops at the end of my day, say around you know, five or six saying, okay, I'm done. I'm separating my rest of my life from my work life. It just keeps it. Now you, you said something, you said 45 minutes of writing time. Do you use like that Pomodoro technique or something like that, where you write for 45 minutes and then take 15 minute break and that sort of thing? Or, or is that why you said 45 minutes? Mm -hmm. I don't do that every day. Um, but on the days that are less chaotic for me, so that, you know, I have like, let's say a full stretch of eight to five, uh, I will work for 45 minutes and then I'll go vacuum for 15. Yeah. Um, and then I'll come back and I'll set a different time and do that. That's something fairly new I've been using. Um, and I do like it. First of all, I've been writing for so long, my hands, you know, aren't the, the young things that used <laughs> to be my back is, you know, has a slight hunch to it. Uh, I have been standing to work more, but I do have to take care of my body more than I used to when I was young. When I was young, I was terrible, terrible on my body yeah. and my hands. And now I'm paying the price for it. Yeah. Back in those days when we could sit cross-legged on a couch with a laptop and just bend over it without even thinking about what this was doing to our bodies. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> you said something early on, Renee, that I was thinking that really struck me. And that is your creative energy, because like you said, that is that's the difference you can working a, uh, a nine to five, eight to five schedule where you are not using that creative energy. That is a whole different animal than using that creative energy and just making sure that what you're spending that energy on is meaningful for you. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't know what that is, you know, for every person that would be something different, but, uh, for us as writers, especially as full-time writers, a lot of times we're writing for other people. And we, part of that creative energy has to be used for those other projects, but we just have to make sure we've got something in the tank for ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, oh, sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say uh, kind of in a funny way. Um, so one of the guys that I work with is skit guys that I do a lot of writing with his creative energy starts at 3 PM. He is a 3 PM to midnight creative energy person. And we are on completely different schedules. So uh, it's pretty funny us trying to work together. We sort of meet in the middle at about 2 PM and <laughs> <laughs> that's when we're the best together but it, it is funny everybody has their different there's a lot of late night creative people a lot of late night creative people I used to be one of those so it's the older I get the more it's turned to yeah. early morning <laughs> those things change there's a lot of things about life that changes like that it's it's kind of interesting well okay so Gina let's put you in the hot seat what what's what's your writing routine well I also am very, very busy. So I, a lot of times am finding that I have to write first thing in the morning, I'm getting up. Not only do I have the creative energy for that, but also I have the time for that because my day gets going and I'm getting pulled in all these different directions. So I am finding, and I started this with just, and this was a bit of a mental shift that I made where I started thinking, you know what, I'm just going to write for 30 minutes. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write for 30 minutes because at the end of a week, 30 minutes every day for the weekdays is going to be two and a half hours. So I started with that. But what I find is getting over that initial hump of just sitting down and opening the document and starting to work on it. I have yet to stop writing in 30 minutes. It's always very easy to go for an hour, hour and a half. And, um, if I can now, sometimes I just don't have that luxury because I've got, uh, different things that are pulling at me that I have to get to, but it's sometimes just that mental shift of thinking of not thinking I'm going to sit and write for two hours. That can feel a little daunting thinking. I'm just going to do this for 30 minutes. If all I do is edit a page of what I've already written. I'm going to, you know, if that's just where I start, but it's quickly happens that I will then get into an hour, hour and a half session. And then I can walk away feeling really successful, uh, feeling like, wow, I, I really got a lot done. So that's probably one of been one of the game changers for me mm. beyond that though. I find that, um, pre-planning is a big thing. I usually will plan my week out on Sunday where I will make sure that I'm writing. I still use a paper planner. Uh, so I write out everything, any appointments that I have for the week, anything that I have to get done, because there's so much on my to-do list that I have to limit to what I can realistically get done in my week. So I pre-plan what I'm going to do. And I also pre-plan when I'm going to do it. So if I have, I will write in the mornings, early mornings, but if I know that uh, Friday afternoons, I've got some time, 
I'll go ahead and log that in. And I will also put it in my regular calendar on my computer so that my whole family can see it so that they know that's a time that we are not scheduling other things, or yeah, at least they can't, appointment. this is an appointment that I'm making with myself. So those are two things that I have done, uh, really made a, a point of doing in the last year that have been game changers for me. Uh, I've heard it say, said that uh, if you want to learn an instrument, the best thing you can do is practice just for a little bit every day. Like it's better to practice for 15 minutes a day than to practice for two hours on a Saturday, right? I mean, you got to take the time where you've got it. But if you can practice that 15 minutes a day, it builds up, we were talking about this last episode, muscle memory, right? Well, with writing, I think there's also that muscle memory where your brain gets in this rhythm of knowing, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm got my button chair. I'm sitting down to write. This is what's going to happen right now. You all agree? Yes. I and agree. And Gina, I, I had a, a question for you. You said what I can realistically achieve, which I think sets you up for success. Mm-hmm. Do you feel yes. that too? That, you know, instead of trying to have these big goals, their small achievable goals, right? That yes. then make you feel like you've done huge things. Yeah, I, I, that is another thing just from a productivity standpoint that I learned quite a while ago where they said every day you should just choose three goals that you can get done in that day. What are those three things that you need to do to make you feel successful in your day. And those three things aren't always going to be work-related. Sometimes it may be going and taking care of your parents or, or making sure you make that doctor's appointment. But at the end of the week, when I'm looking at those three goals every day of what I'm doing, I need to make sure that a good portion of them are my writing goals so that I can feel successful in that. And so that I feel like I'm moving the needle on that that thing that gives me a sense of accomplishment personally, um, and that I can, uh, feel successful in my career, you know, um, not just, I mean, yes, I have clients that I'm working for and yes, I want to do a good job for them, but that that's not what's moving my needle. What's moving my needle is my own personal writing. What I feel like, not just what I want to write, but what I also feel like I should be writing, what I, what I need to write, what I need to get out. So, yeah. I I was listening to a, uh, or reading a book by a productivity guy named John Acuff. He does a, uh, series of books on time management, that sort of thing. And he said to take whatever goal you have and cut it in half. So if you plan to write for an hour, make your goal a half an hour instead of an hour, because then you're more likely to achieve it and probably more likely, statistically more likely to do it for an hour or more. Or if you have a goal that you want to produce something in a month, make it two months, give yourself more time because you're more likely to achieve it. And then do even more because statistically they show you actually do more if you do those kind of things, which is kind of a cool technique. So I've tried to, uh, you know, make my goals a little more reachable because of that. But I think so, because I think uh, what with several of the things we've mentioned here, it's, it's, there's the, there's the technical part of just sitting down and doing it, but there's also, there's this mental shift that has to happen for, uh, for success 
whether it's writing for 45 minutes and giving yourself a break so that you're more alert when you sit back down, whether it's being realistic with your goals and recognizing that you are not going to achieve the big goal, but you're going to have to break those down. A lot of that comes down to me. And this is what I have found is it comes down to mental shifts, making those mental shifts in my, in my head. Absolutely. So, so what is is yours? Yeah. So what I do is I, um, I start my day with a to-do list of three items. I try to do, uh, I try to put on that to-do list one item that is related to a client I have because I'm a full-time freelancer. One item is a move the needle item for my own business or writing. And then one is usually like an errand, right? Something I just have to do for the household. And by having those three things, it's, I can achieve usually three things a day, right? That's, that's, that's my thing. I can do that. I can try to do those three things, but one is for someone else, for my business. One is for my moving the needle for my own stuff. And then one is kind of like a household item. And by doing that, it makes me have three very achievable goals. And then I always try to take the one that's the hardest and do that first, because that's that's when I have the most energy. Brian Tracy, he calls it eating the frog, right? You need to eat the frog first. That's the hardest one. And you do that and then you um, be a lot better to go. And then the other thing that I've done um, within this past year that has made a huge difference is I've hired a virtual assistant to help me with some of the things that I used to always do myself because I thought this is so easy. I can do this myself and I can do it fairly quickly. And what I didn't realize was the amount of mental space that that took and how a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that we all do that really anyone could do, right? Anyone could do those, but we choose to do them ourselves. And then there's other things we do that only we can do, right? No one else can write your book. You have to write your book, but anyone can probably edit that podcast or, you know, put posts on social media for you. So those are the kind of things I've been trying to move to a VA and, and I've just kind of tried to figure out, okay, how much is my time worth? And then uh, pay someone less than what my time is worth to get those things done so that it makes it frees up time for myself. And those two things have been the the biggest game changers for me. Well, and I do want to say that hiring a VA, we can do another podcast on this because (laughs) that's definitely been a process. Finding somebody who's really good, who can um, replicate you is Mm -hmm. not as easy as, um, you know, some of the marketing material will tell you. Yeah. Not easy to do, but when you do it, just, it, it makes things so much better, so much mm-hmm. easier. Uh, okay. Well, so speaking of which, if you still feel like, Hey, these are all great tips, but I am finding it hard to find time to write. Uh, we are have coming up this next month, we're going to have writing moments. And these are times when we're going to all get together on Zoom. Uh, Renee and Gina and I will all be there and we're going to have a short teaching at the beginning for about 10 to 15 minutes. And then we're going to spend 45 minutes on mute all working together. We're going to do that Pomodoro technique that Renee was talking about. And we're going to do that for one session once a week and just have a time that we can schedule on our calendar to get this done. So if you want to know more about that, go to writingmomentum.com, go ahead and grab one of our uh, 
free downloads or whatever we got there, go ahead, just give us your email addresses, the point I'm getting to, because when we have that, we will then let you know when writing moments are starting so you can be a part, because it's going to be super, super fun. Are you guys excited about that? I am. I, I can't. What are you? You talk about what you. <laughs> the enthusiasm what you is it. overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah. Well, sorry, Gina. I just no, had to like burst in and say yes, but go ahead. Yes. No, I want, I want to hear what you're, what you're excited about. You say what you're excited about with the writing moments, and then I'll tell you what I'm excited about with it. Well, we're, I mean, we probably are excited about the same things. I, th- I think that, uh, well, first of all, when I was starting out in all of this, what I would have given for something like this uh, to help me, you know, mm-hmm. I, there, there weren't anything like, there wasn't anything like this around. Uh, so I think that people should really understand what a unique, uh, offer this is and how much it will help them be accountable to writing and get into that routine. Yeah. It's gonna I, be good. Yeah, I'm excited. One, like you're saying, I I also think that just sometimes writing can be such a solitary act. Well, it is a solitary act, but to come (laughs) together uh, with a tribe of people to do it and to see the other people um, in a safe place with people that understand the struggles and the uh, just what it takes I'm, I'm excited about that, but what I'm really excited about is I'm excited about the long haul. I'm excited to hear the projects that come out of these, that people will be able to say, yes, I, I met every week for an hour and maybe it was the catalyst. Maybe it was all they've got, or maybe it was the catalyst for, then I started doing writing on my own several times a week, just whatever. But the, the projects that are going to come out of this, I'm excited to see. 100%, 100%. So if you want to become a part of a writing moment, if you think that sounds interesting and you want more information, be sure to subscribe to the email list at writingmomentum.com. We promise not to spam you. We're just going to let you know about what's coming up. Meanwhile, if you've enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, share it with others. And uh, we hope that you continue to have writing momentum. We will see you again next week. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey, writer, do you struggle with finding time to write? Well, you're not alone. In fact, time is the number one challenge that most writers face when it comes to getting their books finished. That's why we've created Writing Moments, weekly sessions you can schedule on your calendar to write online with me, Gina, award-winning author and screenwriter Renee Gutteridge, and other writers who have similar goals as you. Each week we're meeting for a short writing training, Q&A, and then 45 minutes of uninterrupted writing time together, where we'll keep each other accountable to get our stuff done. If you'd like to find out how you can join us for some upcoming writing moments, just visit writingmomentum.com slash writing moments. We'd love to have you there. That's writingmomentum.com slash writing moments.